Welcome to the Climate Conversation. I'm Dan Bursett, joined as always by Sydney O'Shaughnessy. Hi, Sid. How are you today? Hi, Dan. I'm doing well. Um, I do want to take a minute, though, and address why we missed an episode this month. And we missed that episode because there was a scheduling conflict with one of our guests, and it was directly due to the extreme weather occurring out west. It was because of the wildfires, so completely out of our control. But we're back this week, and we would love to introduce you to our two guests today. A climate impact hitting very close to home, um, but um, I'm pleased to report that the uh, affected person is doing much better um, and um, seems like it was um, pretty stressful, I'm sure, for a little while, but um, doing much better now. And uh, that guest will be, a, um, will be a guest with us before too long. So just preview that. Today, however, uh, we are going to be joined by two of our newest colleagues at EESI, uh, Savannah Bertrand and Emma Johnson. Uh, Savannah is a former intern. She interned in uh, late 2019, but she joined us in April as our new policy associate. And Emma uh, joined us as a communications associate in May. And both of them have, uh, you'll hear me say this a few times in the interview, they've hit the ground running. Um, two wonderful people, uh, very committed to the cause of uh, advancing climate solutions and um, great members of the team. And it's a great, it's a fun opportunity to get a chance to talk with them a little bit about um, sort of what motivates them and what they like to do and what they're working on. And I think it was a, a great conversation. Yeah, it definitely was. And I'm so excited. So let's just jump right in. Hi, Savannah. Hi, Emma. We're so happy you're on the show with us today because you are our newest staff members. And so we just wanted to pick your brain a little bit and introduce you to our listeners. Um, but first, I just want to get the background information out of the way. So Emma, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Thanks, Sid. Um, so my background, I am a scientist uh, in my academic world. So I got a bachelor's degree in environmental science, and then went to grad school for environmental management, studying both science and policy and communications and management. And after I graduated uh, from my master's program, I worked as a journalist in North Carolina on a bunch of energy and climate issues. So I studied uh, climate change and trout populations. I wrote a lot about the energy transition in North Carolina and a lot of other uh, topics like that on um, the energy transition in uh, the state. And now I'm here working at EESI as a communications associate. Yeah. And Emma, I think you're being a little bit humble about your journalistic experience. I heard that you've also reported internationally on environmental issues. Can you talk to us a little bit about that experience? Totally. So I was a Pulitzer Center on Crisis Reporting Fellow in the summer of 2019. And with that fellowship, I went to Bhutan, which is a country in Asia between uh, China and India. And with that uh, reporting fellowship, I was looking at hydropower in the country and how climate change might be affecting uh, the country's uh, hydropower development. So talking to people who work in the hydropower industry about you know, what climate change might mean for the development, thinking about international relations and how uh, changing water flows might be affecting the power that goes to India or relationships between Bhutan and India and a lot of other cultural and social factors like that. So that was an amazing experience to really dive into some reporting uh, in another place and 
learn about another culture uh, through that project. Yeah, definitely. It sounds so so fun. And I'm so happy you've joined our communications team. And I definitely rely on your expertise every day because as our listeners know, I'm also on the communications team. So Emma and I work together all day, every day. Um, but Savannah, how about you introduce yourself? What, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Hi, Sid. Thanks for having me on the show today. Um, so I graduated from UC Santa Barbara with a degree in environmental science. Um, and right after graduation, I moved to DC because I really wanted to work in federal environmental policy. Um, so actually right when I got to DC, I interned for ESI, which of course was an amazing experience. Um, and then after that, I worked for the House Committee on Natural Resources, um, mostly working on the Environmental Justice for All Act. Um, and then I sort of moved over to the federal agencies and worked for the EPA. And then now I ended up back at EESI as a policy associate. Um, so that's sort of my winding path, which I guess began at EESI and ended with EESI. I know I always giggle when I hear about your path to, you know, you started as an intern and now you're here, but I really want to touch a little bit more on your experience at the EPA. You worked in communications there, so a little bit different from what your educational experience is in. Yeah, it, it was a little bit different, um, but working for the EPA in general just gave me a really great insight into how federal agencies actually work. Um, so I specifically worked for a federal advisory committee um, and I helped non-government experts and scientists conduct independent reviews of EPA's research. Um, and I think having that experience of working for EPA um, is really helpful for my current work because I have sort of a hands-on understanding of how the federal government both regulates and also conducts research on environmental issues. Yeah, definitely. And Savannah is definitely a powerhouse on our policy team. She is currently working on doing some really important writing on our fact sheets, and she tracks legislation like no one else. Um, so we're really happy to have her on the team. Um, but Dan, do you have any questions for our new, newest staff members? Oh, I could go on and on with questions for these two. Um, so I'm very interested in uh, learning more about um, or two people who are on the early part of their careers, what uh, inspires you to work on environmental issues? Why are these issues important to you? What motivates you? And are there specific elements at ESI? We have a pretty wide range of issue coverage, right? We say environmental energy and climate, that's a lot of stuff. Are there issues or topics that sort of appeal to you most that you would like to um, you know, hone your skills on and gain some, some specific expertise about? Yeah, I think that's a really important question because what really is motivating me is the climate crisis. I think it's really clear in the news you read every single day, just in everything that surrounds me. What I'm thinking about all the time is how horrible things could be if we just let it keep going the way it's going. And I think that can be a really overwhelming thought. And, you know, what I wanted to do was be a part of a team, a world, a system that is trying to change things so that uh, our world doesn't end up uh, being like all the doom and gloom that we think it might be. So uh, that is a really 
uh, strong driving principle for me in terms of how, how I see my work, you know, in all aspects, whether, you know, it's on the communications team here at ESI, that was also my driving principle in my journalism work, is just uh, investigating these issues and trying to bring some light onto them so that we can then uh, think of solutions uh, for how we can move forward. So uh, that is definitely the bedrock of, you know, all that, all the work that I'm trying to do and what I'm hoping to keep building on here. Um, in terms of uh, content that I'd like to learn more about. I'm always interested in uh, the details of different energy topics because I feel like that isn't something that I learned a lot about uh, in my academic career. I was really focusing on conservation, natural landscapes, ecosystems, that kind of ecosystem level work, which while I think is really important, I think a lot of what uh, the climate solutions work is geared towards in a big sense is electrification and that isn't something that I have as strong of a background in so I'm really excited to dive into that more through my communications work and just the other work we're doing at EESI. So I grew up in northern California um, and growing up I started noticing that the environment around me is changing. Um, California is getting a lot drier and a lot hotter um, and that's really what's been driving these horrible wildfires that we've seen over the last few years. Um, and actually in my sophomore year of college, um, I remember that there were fires in Santa Barbara where I was going to college um, and also in my hometown of Sonoma. And I just really felt like I couldn't get away from it. And as I started thinking about all of these, you know, different climate impacts like wildfires that communities just across the country are gonna be facing, um, I knew that working in climate and environmental policy was um, sort of my calling. Um, and so I became really interested in working in federal environmental policy and trying to make changes from the top down. Um, and so I will say that climate is one of my major focuses and one of the things um, that I'm really interested in writing about and reading more about and learning more about um, because I think it touches so many other different issues. Um, but I'm also really interested in coastal and ocean issues. I used to actually live on the beach, um, so that one's near and dear. And then overall, just like Emma said, I'm also interested in energy. I had more of an environmental focus um, in my academic studies. Um, so energy is definitely very interesting to me too. Awesome, yeah, thanks for sharing. Um what inspired you to work uh, in the environmental field? Um, I guess the, the big question, the question that you probably expected us to ask you is, why did you decide to work at ESI? I guess we can start with Savannah um, because she started as an intern and she found her way right back to us. So what, what, decided you, what made you decide to work for us again? Well, I guess besides having really awesome coworkers like you, Sid and Emma and even Dan, um, I think ESI um, has a super, super important role in federal policymaking. Um, you know, our goal is really to educate members of Congress on environmental and energy issues um, so that they can make well thought out policies that will put us on a better path. Um, so at the risk of exposing my own nerdiness, um, I really love that at ESI, I can dig down deep into some of the sometimes wonky environmental and energy issues um, and convey my knowledge to help make better policies. Yeah, well, that was such a great response. Thank you. And Emma, what about you? Yeah, I've touched on, I touched on this a little bit in my earlier answer, but I was 
really interested in finding that team aspect of climate change. Uh, while I really loved being a freelance reporter and hope to continue writing in the future, it was kind of a lonely job and it is a little bit tough to approach issues that are as big and uh, wide ranging and uh, overwhelming as climate change when you feel like you're just one person sort of against the world in the media landscape where, you know, it's like a competitive field to be writing about and talking about these issues. So I was really interested in finding a team of people who were all interested in working on these issues together and were uh, aligned in working for, towards these solutions. So that is, was a really big draw for me when I was looking for positions to, you know, really go away from that sort of solo on your own kind of work and find that team atmosphere where people were, uh, could support each other to, you know, all try and make uh, these sort of initiatives happen. Well, I'm happy you found our community. For sure. And, um, you know, Savannah, you joined us in April. Emma, you joined us only in May. Uh, and both of you have hit the ground running and you're working on all sorts of cool stuff. What are you working on? What are the parts of the job that you're doing right now that, um, that you're the most eager to work on? What excites you the most? What do you like the most about sort of the work that you're currently doing? So as Sid mentioned earlier, I'm on the communications team with her, so, and we work really closely together. So uh, we are doing a lot of wide-ranging communications tasks that cover everything from tracking media coverage to working on and creating social media and developing social media strategies, um, editing articles, writing articles, you know, making graphics for fact sheets like the one Savannah is working on right now. So uh, the role covers so many different tasks. You know, I think it is exciting and um, something that Sydney and I are working on a lot right now is growing our social media presence and really trying to make that as strong as it can be to engage the public more and really share the amazing work that we're doing at EESI with others. Um, I would say that I also really enjoyed both writing and editing articles because it's allowed me to see uh, the work that other people are doing across the organization. So can read about what the interns have been researching, can read about the kind of programs that Miguel and John Michael are working on with the OBF team that I would otherwise not really know that much about, but because I'm editing their articles, I get to read about them. And then of course, the chance to write articles myself and dive into some issues and cover some policies and other topics that I know are important. And that is always an enjoyable experience for me. So there's a lot that um, I am really enjoying about the work so far. Oh, that makes me so happy, Emma, because I also love social media. And so it feels so good to have gotten a social media shout out. And also just a quick plug. If you're not following us already, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at EESI online. And Savannah, what about you? So I think what excites me most um, is knowing that this is a really significant moment for climate and climate action. Um, you know, we have a new administration that's really prioritizing climate action. We have a Congress that could potentially pass some really major climate legislation. Um, and in the fall, we have world leaders that will be convening to discuss how they will plan to cut back carbon emissions. Um, so at the risk of sounding sort of cliche, 
Um, this all gets me up in the morning because just knowing that there's so much momentum around the issues that I care about and that all of us at ESI are working to keep that momentum going is really what makes um, ESI such a special place to work for. What do you, um, well, that's a, a great, uh, and I think that's, Savannah, what you just said is, is probably, I think, um, a common sentiment across the organization. Um, you talked about the administration, you talked about Congress. Um, what is um, what is it like to be sort of in your roles in Washington where there is sort of all of this energy, pun intended, swirling around and we do kind of feel like we're at this moment. And I'm, I'm especially curious how you're managing sort of the work that you're doing as it relates to policymakers, but of course, none of us can be with them, you know, in person, we're all remote. And I'm, I'm interested in how you're, how you're managing that because you're both being extremely productive uh, and doing lots of great stuff. And both of you have hit the ground running, like I said before, but it's, these are difficult circumstances to be successful. These are difficult circumstances to be effective. And both of you doing a great job. How, how are you managing that? And um, how is that, um, you know, what, what's it like to be working in federal policy without actually interacting on the Hill and getting to go to meetings and things like that? Well, I find it very interesting that we're at this moment right now, and it's very exciting um, and it's really motivating. Um, and I think this is why it's important that ESI works as a team, um, because we have our policy team that's producing great work and focusing on federal environmental and energy policy. Um, but then we have the communications team that's helping us spread, you know, all of these wonderful things that we're learning about and writing about. Um, and even though we are working in this you know, remote environment that's sort of um, unprecedented, we're making it work. You know, we're still virtually meeting with people on the Hill. Um, we're still spreading ESI's work um, around DC. Um, so I think that we've had to overcome a lot of challenges, but we're doing a surprisingly good job. Um, so it's great to um, work for a team that's all really motivated, um, especially in this time. I think for me, it's uh, an interesting space to work at, um, our time to be working in DC on these issues, uh, because I grew up in DC and didn't, neither of my parents worked in politics or um, did anything on the Hill. And so it was always seemed like that it was a separate DC than the DC I lived in because our worlds didn't overlap. But now my world does overlap uh, with things on the Hill. And so it's interesting to, uh, be able to engage uh, with a significant part of the city a little bit more in that capacity. Um, and I think it's the remote work um, has been an interesting time to uh, like just meet staffers in a different way and engage with them in a different way. I think it's been um, just interesting to think about other ways that we can be engaging with staffers that aren't meeting them face to face, whether that's social media or, you know, getting on a Zoom call with them or you're just following them in other publications that they do or other work that they're doing um, that they're posting about online. So I think it's a cool opportunity to try and expand our reach in other ways um, that we maybe hadn't focused on much before because we were really focused on that in-person work, but now we get the chance to expand in some of these other avenues and uh, increase our reach that way, which I think is a great opportunity. 
So one last question for me, and I want to ask you, um, we've, since both of you joined, we have churned through a lot of articles. We've worked on a lot of fact sheets. We've held a lot of briefings. Uh, for our audience, what is your favorite article, fact sheet, or briefing that you've worked on so far? And this is going to be a, um, this is a plug for the website, www.esi.org. This is a plug for Climate Change Solutions, our biweekly newsletter. But what would you point people to who want to, um, who want to experience um, all of the ESI can provide? Which, what's been your favorite thing so far? Okay, Dan. Well, at the risk of exposing upcoming events, um, I have to give a plug for a fact sheet that I'm working on right now, and that will hopefully be published um, within the next couple of weeks. Um, and that's our fossil fuel subsidies fact sheet. Um, we have a version of the fact sheet from 2019 that we are currently working on updating. Um, and it's going to provide an overview of recent events that the administration and Congress um, have done to sort of address the issue of fossil fuel subsidies. Um, so that's just a little plug for my own work, but I think it was um, really interesting to sort of dig in this into this issue. Um, and the fact sheet is going to be awesome. So I recommend that all of our listeners check that out. And I'm going to make a plug for a recent article that Miguel on our OBF team wrote about green banks in Hawaii, because I thought that was a really interesting article about how like financing and capital can come together with energy efficiency and renewable energy and really make a difference in people's lives in terms of how they're able to pay for the power they need to run uh, you know, basic appliances and you know, just live comfortably and not be doing it in a way that strains their, strains their budget or hurts the planet. And it was amazing to hear about all these things coming together, especially on a topic that I didn't know much about, which is green banks, and to hear about that in that article. And then another briefing that we had as part of our grid modernization series in June. So um, those um, topics or those uh, pieces around green banks were really informative to me and really enjoyed uh, learning more about that. Well, on that note, I will just say thank you both so much for joining us on our show today. I am so happy you let us pick your brains and get to know you a little bit more. Thanks for having us on. This yeah, really thank fun. you. I especially like, I especially appreciate that you both made it seem like a choice that you were on. The, no, I'm just teasing. It was great. It was so nice to talk to both of you. Um, we are uh, with this episode, which is number 17. Um, this episode will be the last one for a little while. So um, we, just to give everyone in our audience a bit of a preview of what to expect. Um, we're going to be, we're all taking vacation time this summer because when we get back from Labor Day, going to be super busy, uh, busy in Washington, busy out in rural communities, lots and lots of work to do. So we're taking the month of August. I won't say we're taking it off, um, but we are um, putting the podcast on hiatus for a few weeks. But while we're doing that, we are going to be prepping for uh, a, a season two of the Climate Conversation. So if you've liked season one, definitely come back because the new season that will start in September is going to be better than ever. Uh, we've got all sorts of cool stuff in the works with uh, new format ideas. Um, we're going to be covering lots of interesting topics. We're going to be talking to lots of interesting people. 
Uh, and uh, we also have some really cool ideas for bonus episodes to help the podcast uh, serve as a way to um, sort of complement our other policymaker education materials. So we have a lot of cool stuff. Sid is working literally around the clock uh, so that when we get back from Labor Day, the climate conversation will be back, but not just back, but better than ever. Yes, I literally can't believe we made it through an entire season. Um, I think we learned a whole bunch through this first season. It was the very first time we've had a podcast like this at EESI. And I think we really enjoyed our time, but we are ready to kind of take a step back, get into the planning and come back better than ever for season two. And we really, really think that you're going to enjoy what we have coming for you in season two. So if you haven't already, and you're just listening to this episode as a one-off, please subscribe um, because I promise we won't let you down with the types of topics we're going to be covering in season two. Um, so though we might be a little bit quiet, I will say um, in the next couple months, we will have a sneak preview for season two. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and again, please subscribe. We are so excited to join you again in the fall. Okay, well, um, as always, if you want to learn more about EESI's work, head to our website at eesi.org. Also, follow us on social media at EESI online for all of our recent updates. The Climate Conversation is published as a supplement to our bi-weekly newsletter, Climate Change Solutions. Go to eesi.org slash sign up to subscribe. Thanks for joining us and see you next time.